Hi, this is Colleen Klinkenbeard, and you're listening to Bite. How's it going, everybody? That's right. It's my voice, which means it's time for another Anime A-Team, the only anime podcast broadcast from an iron train. As always, I'm your host, Aiden Hall. Joining me today is my wonderful redheaded co-host, Mr. Royce. And the new podcast editor herself, the indomitable. Daily Wilhelm. Yay. Yay. Now, we're back. Last week, we talked some of the shows we had watched. Yes. Needless to say, we missed... Two of the biggest gems, I would argue, <laughs> that were available for us. And we also watched episode two of a lot of the things we talked about. We did. That's true. Um, so jumping in, Daily, do you want to talk good or bad? High footy. High footy. High footy. What so, on earth was that? Two weeks ago, we talked about our predictions for it, and Daily had uh, said it was. Like, I thought it was going to be like I was one of those. Told it was a cutesy show about yes. girls learning about maritime law. I mean, the trailer, I was lied to. Like the trailer seemed to like allude to that. It was just like the cute character designs, and I was like, okay, they're 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 wanting to learn how to protect the ocean. Girl and running to school, gr- like practically oh, with toast late. in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Riding her boater cycle. That's what it is. I love the boater cycle. cycle. I'm so sad we'll probably never see it again. No, we're never going to see those boater cycles. This is probably going to be a series that's really interesting for world building, too, because it seems like most of the world is... It's very fascinating. It's kind of underwater. So just to set this up, no, it is not about learning maritime law. It is not. It very much... It kind of is about learning about maritime law, just being on the wrong side of it. It's not real maritime law. The series begins, and we find out that they live on like these weird super habitat boats that surround Japan. I think the Japan implica- has sunk. Oh, Japan the water has sunk. the water level has risen so much that they are now living on like these boat platforms. Okay, so they to compensate for the lack of land that Japan didn't already have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. they expanded out into the sea and like it's like. Uh, like ocean world or is it sea it's world? Water, water world. world? Water world. Water world. It, it's about liquid world, but no and fish. <laughs> Kevin no. Costner's anywhere. Thank you know, it, <laughs> that we tech, know of. That yeah. we know of. Super boats. And then some girl and her friends go to some military school. They, okay, the Blue Mermaids is what <laughs> they're called. Oh, Excuse okay. you. I'm, I'm sorry. And Sit down. <laughs> their dream is to be captains of wartime vessels. And like all the women before them, girls gotta have dreams. I mean, that's such a unique thing for a female character to do, much less an entire school of them. Right. Question: Are there men in this universe? Did all the there are men? Did all the men drown when Tokyo sank? Because this show is starting to make me think that because they're none. Because when they declare something later on, there are men picking up and declaring the declaration that we, we will we, get to we later oh, okay. we, we hear them on the radio yeah and you can so, see them in the background sometimes they're on the teacher's um, ship i believe yeah it is a uh, all-girls school that they're going to and it's like set up that this is their high school they yep. are going to train to learn how to work these massive massive ships and our very cute main character who wears pigtails and is just very like oh i don't know if i'm good enough for this she is the captain of a destroyer. We get one scene of them going to a classroom, which I think was on a submarine. It was and on then the in the ship, next yeah. scene, like several dozen schoolgirls are left alone, unsupervised, to pilot an entire destroyer class naval vessel. And the scary part is they know exactly what to do. There was no training. And montage. we're told that this no. is their first day. Right. Yeah. Like how who just goes on and she's the captain. And yeah. God love her. She knows how to captain a ship. Yeah. Which I don't really see that much. I mean, there was at least five minutes of dialogue where they're like, we need to go 18 degrees north or da da da. 33 or, minutes and yeah, so on. Like so just forth. Oh, we had engine typical. troubles, which is problematic in high pressure ships. Just a very technical jargon all over the place, which was what I was expecting, except I was expecting this to be like, we're talking about ecosystems and maritime law. No, we are on the ship. Yeah. We have been training for this ship for is all going our lives. down. And then for reasons we don't <laughs> understand, the teacher attacks them. Like with live ammunition. And firing they're frantically at the ship. saying, we're sorry, we're late. We're sorry, we're late. Please stop shooting. 
Yeah, they just thought it was, like, part of the training exercise. Like, they were grilling them a little bit, hazing them. Yeah, because they were all meant to meet up at this island where their actual training would begin. But, like, they first were like, okay, just to make sure you, you know what you're doing, go ahead and sail the boat out here. But they were about an hour late because they were off track. I thought they were but four hours. They were oh. four hours late because their engine stopped. They had to come to a complete stop oh, and okay. then keep going. Well, maybe that makes it a little bit more understandable. But at the same time, it was live ammunition. What so teacher they, shoots at their kids? So they shoot one girls. To, like, to protect themselves because their ship's going to sink. They shoot one torpedo and then bail. And it's a dummy torpedo. Like, they yeah. think it's a dummy torpedo that's not going to do anything. Yeah, because yeah. they think this is what they're trying to get out of them. Like, okay, this is what action we would be needing to take in wartime. And then the teacher calls, like, the military and says, hey, those kids stole a ship and mutinied. They're like a terrorist group now. That's how it ended. That's how you it know? ended. I, what what did I watch? Ended. I don't know I don't what I know. watch. Why is there a Japanese Garfield? It was there's there yep. is a Japanese it's like Garfield. A forty year old man is voicing this little cat, and I don't know. <laughs> it's the ship how cat. The, the cat doesn't talk. Yeah. I, no. I feel like I should. Uh, yeah. It's literally just like meow. It's just noises. This really fat cat that looks like Garfield and lays around and eats. Yeah. It Liter- doesn't. Literally. It doesn't talk. And there's even like connections, like that one girl who is like the right hand man who's like, I should be captain. I don't like this woman. Yeah. Like wow, I. I don't really care about your personal conflict considering yeah. you just mutinied. Yeah. So end of the first episode, these little high school girls are, you know, yep. declaring just... war. And this is the same series, it should be noted, that came from the creator that made um, Panzer and Tank. Oh, uh, that which explains was essentially everything. the yeah. same premise, just with a tank. Thanks. So Basically, basically, what we're saying is that we're issuing an anime A-team retraction. High Free <laughs> is not about cute anime girls learning about maritime law in a fun school environment. High Free is actually about a group of schoolgirls who are left alone on a military destroyer vessel and accidentally turned into a terrorist group. We apologize for that misinformation. <laughs> we, we apologize. Things were, got a little out of hand, and we apologize. I mean, for the first... <laughs> Yet the anime A-team have an image to uphold, <laughs> and we are sorry. I mean, for the first 15 minutes, it just seemed like it was going in the way that I thought it was going to, but then... It seemed like it. It, it went from then zero to Then I saw the boater cycles quick. and, like, the massive habitat boats and thought, oh, okay, it's like a few future maritime law yeah. thing. It's still interesting. Yeah, I can get behind this. I mean, this. the main focus of the first, like, ten minutes was, like, oh, I'm late for school. Oh, no, I accidentally pushed someone in the water. Let me help them dry off their uniform. We had a scene in an anime where someone slipped on a banana peel. Twice. This is true. Yeah, that's that's weird. It was not toast in her mouth. And she then, had a banana. And then one of the girls said, well, now we know that banana peels are slippery. That was actual dialogue. <laughs> and I was just like, thank confirmed. goodness. Now we know. I've always been. My research is confirmed. Yeah. Why would you even have banana peels on a world that is 85% docks? Well, like that could only Jap- end. Japan was like that. I it's know. not like everywhere else is. And they still need potassium on this you planet, I assume. get potassium other places. Get a potassium supplement. It's the future. No, no, just bananas. No, just bananas. We just need bananas. The, we needed the gag is what it was. I, well, that was the other. I kind of liked how she threw her bag and the captain just sort of caught it and yeah. she just fell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I would save was, my bag before I save myself. That's smart. I think that spin was like an attempt to counterbalance herself to make sure she didn't go over the edge yeah. and the captain ruined it. I yeah. mean, we're able to analyze that because like this was a scene that went on for a solid minute of her falling. And it was like, whoa. And even when she fell, for some reason, it was like in slow motion. Just yeah. Like, that is way too prolonged. Just throw her in the water. I remember my roommate were very confused during that whole scene because we kept getting almost fan service. And I'm just wondering, yeah, yep. what was... is is this show going to go wrong or not? I, I genuinely <laughs> don't know. Well, then Be- like the, oh, we're so hot. Let's take off our clothes. It's like, why? Yeah. Why are you removing your clothes? You're under attack. <laughs> But, but we're in the engine room, and it's so hot in the engine room. But they room. weren't. They were in the locker room. Yeah. So it was weird. There wasn't enough fan service in the first episode for me to dismiss the show, but it's my eyebrows raised, yep. and I'm mildly concerned. Yep. But That's that's how I feel generally about High Footy. Mildly <sighs> concerned. <laughs> you know, as much as I hate to say it, though, 
I'm probably going to have to keep watching it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to oh, keep yeah. watching oh, just yeah. so I can find out what on earth is happening. But Same. I won't deny that the fan service may potentially kick me out. Yeah. And yep. then there's the poor flag girl. I loved her. Oh, <laughs> she was the one that got injured from the bombardment, too. You remember that one girl who was locked in, like, the crow's nest? What was the deal with that? It was like a riot shield crow's nest. It's like They had those because, like, if bullets were to fly up, yeah. that way they could just, like, duck down and they'd be okay. Okay. But... <laughs> it's just so weird to see like a World War Two era battleship, and then her friends in a you know Yamato class, yeah. just this giant one with like literal like missile turrets on it. Yeah, massive. Those massive missile ship. turrets massive. were huge. You could fire several of those schoolgirls out of those cannons. Those are mini bosses. <laughs> those turrets are mini bosses. <laughs> but oh, hi, footy. Okay. Weird. High school fleet is what it yep. is in English. So Which it kinda makes sense, I guess like hi yeah, fidu foodie foodie it who knows. Uh, don't don't think too hard on this. I don't show. know. Maybe watch the first episode so you can be just as confused as we are because it was weird. We're confused. Alright, what weird. else we got, eighty? Well, we got a, a weird palate cleanser in yeah. pasta carbonara, <laughs> aka Kudos to Zach for bringing that, to, bringing that to my attention. Cabinari of the Iron Fortress. It's made by the guy that may attack on Titan, only it's good. Wait, it was um, made by the... Uh, it was made by the director of Attack on uh, Titan, okay. the anime. Okay. Only it's, it's good. It's only it's good. Um, well, yeah, you know, it doesn't have the manga writer involved. That's true. It's seasoned properly, and all Very. those unnecessary ingredients are taken out. Not too cheesy. Not too cheesy. So this is a steampunk anime, right? It's I mean, sorry, zombie steampunk anime. Zombie steampunk Steampunk train anime with samurai. Well, yeah. Uh, you right, sound it's like got you, some very like. A, check out my new Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for what it is, I thought that it would have less Japanese influence. I thought it would go the Attack on Titan route and be like, this is somewhere in Europe. Nope. No, nope. very Japanese. It's very like uh, these people. That's are... so true about Attack on Titan, though. This is somewhere in Europe. <laughs> I feel like anime just like throws like some shows into Europe because it's like we're we're not quite sure where to place this, but we don't want any. It's like, not Japanese... here. It's, it's such here. an amusing it's thought though, because I'm so used to Western fantasy being like set in the same three miles of British countryside. <laughs> but no, for uh, for anime, it's always. Somewhere in Europe, shrug is so non-committal. Unless it's like totally important that it takes place in that one location, like Black Butler, it has to be in England. Yeah, right. no other place will do. But literally anything else is anywhere else. Yep. Yeah, they they're even more vague than we are, or more specific. It's either straight up London or it's somewhere. Yeah, it doesn't have to be in England, but it can't be in Japan. No. Was it Fractale in Scotland? No, Ireland. I think so, yeah. Okay. I think I it was pr- in Ireland. Yeah. They have the accents? No. No. Well, just, uh, okay. I it watched was in the, Japanese. I watched oh, yeah. the right, sub. Right, right. I don't know what a Japanese person I, imitating an Irish accent sounds like. Konnichi. I can't Oh, konnichiwa. Doko wa watashi wa. Oh, no. What have we done? Uh, please. I will pay all the money for a Scottish or Irish accented <laughs> Japanese subbed anime. Oh Make Braveheart the <laughs> anime. Oh I will watch it. Or just get terrible like English speakers to do it. I will I will still pay money. All right. But, so so I have not watched Kabanari. Tell me about it. Okay. So it starts off introducing this train. And this train is just... Cla- <laughs> you think I'm kidding. <laughs> Trains are Thomas. No, (laughs) he is a winner. I'm imagining one of those like Scott Pilgrim information boxes appearing next to the train. (laughs) Pretty much, it's just like um, and it's this giant train, and you see these like red orange things on, and these are the zombies of this show. That's when it starts. Yeah, there are already yeah. zombies, there are zombies the already are, attacking this track. Okay. We are thrown right into the action. All and right. When we say zombies. In Medias Res. They are zombie vampires. They're almost. kind of zombie vampires. They are kind like of smarter. Like a JoJo thing? They can use... No, they're not too terribly smart. They oh. can use weapons, though. Yes. And uh, their hearts become iron, which is Their hearts very become encased in iron. Encased it's in like iron. a cage of it's iron. Like, and it, that's very important. Oh, Because okay. the only way to kill them is to damage their heart or cut off their head. Okay, so Which is, both of these things are hard to do. Wait, yes. so the the neck is also covered in iron? It's super dense, but it's uh, not as dense as like yeah. the cage. Okay, because they have like bullets and stuff, and they can't really. Is it like a legit cage, or is it just solid metal? No, it, there's it like holes like in it. Cage. It's okay. porous. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. For whatever reason. It's weird, 
but then there are people in there that get attacked and they're like samurai or whatever. Yes. And they're like, they, they, are, they have dealt with this before. They have <laughs> guns for it specifically. And hey, could we not gloss over the samurai thing? Sorry, what? Okay, so I mean... it's literally like Edo period Japan, but with these really big steampunk trains. Okay. And steampunk walls and like pipes going everywhere. They're shooting random steampunk steam. walls? Like it's, just brass? It's walled in cities. Okay. Yeah. Just giant steel city walls. Uh, I see. Right. Um, a la Attack on Titan, which had wood and stone. This is steel. <laughs> Japan yeah. doesn't screw around with the safety <laughs> of their people. Um, and so this guy gets bitten, and they're like, quick, you have to use your bag before you're, you, know, you get turned. And you think, oh, so they've got medicine to stop this. No, it's a bomb. It's a bomb. He places the bomb on his heart and pulls the trigger and kills himself. Before he can turn into one of these iron zombie monsters. Which is what everyone's oh. apparently required to do. Yeah, and it's like honor like bound. everyone has one on them yeah, okay. at all times. And so then it cuts this train just getting inside the city. Uh-huh. Because I guess one of the stations was already taken over. Yeah, I guess they they travel to stations to and drop like, off supplies and, supplies and, yeah. and like, pick people up. But uh, I guess progressively as time has gone on, they've been overrun by... The um, Kanbari, which is what yep. the uh, zombies are called. Okay. And so they get into the city, you know, obligatory meet the characters kind of thing. You're introduced to the main character, which, <gasps> oh, oh. my God, this guy has a story to tell. It opens with him, like, taking this, like, piercer gun and trying to pierce through the steel cage. Okay. Heart kind of, like, an example of the metal, not actually. It's one of those, like, spike guns? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. like a needle gun. That's Every... what they typically use. Okay. Is like just Everything's a piker. steam powered, yeah. Does it shoot forward then draw back, or does it just launch it like a projectile? It launches wear, it. It launches it, okay. but they wear like suspension stuff so that it doesn't blow them back. Okay. Yeah. Um, a la 3D maneuver gear. Exactly. It's very Attack on Titan. Yeah. Just, but better. But better. Yeah, much I, better. I've seen the trailer for it, and I'll tell you the backgrounds for it just very much. Oh, yeah. So pretty. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you find out he's. Um, an, an engineer, a mechanic that goes to the trains, makes sure they're working and everything. Apparently, this is like the lowest tier of for employment. For It's like, you guys know how to fix a train. I That's think important. Very important. Yeah. And they're treated like, you know, Garbage. bottom of the shoe. Aww. They get the scraps and everything. And he's dedicated to proving that you can kill the Kabinari. And then you see the princess and... They have a little bit of a political. It, it's the like the mayor and his daughter. I think the in my translation it said mayor, but yeah. they they are very much kind of like the king and princess of the whole. Very town royalty, that in. like oh. a daimyo. Okay, and so we've got like Edo period politics. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's very Edo, okay. and then like she's guarded by samurai that have the guns on the side, but they primarily use their swords. All right. right? Um, and then you also meet this one girl that we have no idea who she is. She's some kind of guest of, um, I'll go with Daimyo. That yeah. sounds the most accurate at this point of the Daimyo. And she is interesting. She is like very much dressed as a little girl in this really pink kimono, pink yukata. And she's like, but she's very important. And you can tell right away. She has like her own attendant who's like this very serious monk seeming guy. But she's she's very mysterious <laughs> he dies, at first. By the way. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> Thank he you. He dies. And she proceeds to kill everything. Her shoes that she walks on are razor blades. Oh, I think I saw a gif of that. Where she like yeah. spins and she yeah. cuts the head off. Yeah. And it gets stuck in the. Yeah. Yeah. So That's... We, we don't really know her part yet. But, but we like her. We like her a lot. She's really cool. And she's got great shoes. She's got great so shoes. Great, <laughs> great perfect shoes. I wonder if they're shoes. my size. But I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. So he's cleaning and then hearts are dropped out. Like, they're cleaning up, and they find the hearts of corpses because they like, blew out their hearts. Yeah, okay. there's, like, you know, blood all over the train, and that's part of their job, too, is to clean off the train from all the zombies. Which, <laughs> again, a, a fun job. Yeah, you think no. the the cleaning person would have the lowest job? But that's the engineers. The engineers are also the people the, that have to clean it. The, the double class is engineer janitor? Wow. Engineering janitor. I went to Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ouch. <laughs> I majored in engineering, but I minored in janiteering. There we go. But so Janiteering. Janitors are about janiteering. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes these hearts, and people are like, ew, why are you putting that in your bag? And he's like, this is great evidence. I can use this to develop my gun better. And like he's talking to his friend, and his friend's like, well, did you compensate for the size of the bullet? 
He's like, oh yeah, that'd be a really good idea. Yeah, like they're they have smart because they're they, engineers. They're really smart, and it's really cool to see this. The main character, he doesn't have a family that we know of. He mm. is not grief stricken at all. No. He is determined to kill these things. Yeah, <laughs> and as. Spoilers, things take a turn for the worse. It's episode one. These are barely spoilers. Okay, so the gate that they have for the train to get in, it's open because they're expecting a train to come in. Right. So they're lowering the doors because they hear the train going, woo, woo. Oh, does a zombie get in the door? One? Yeah. The train is all zombies. Wait, a train made of zombies? No, there's zombies in the train. Wait, running it? Yeah, that they're running the train. There was like the scene of them scooping the coal into the fires. One's pulling the horn. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Which is terrifying for this world, but it's hilarious just visually. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Who's your favorite character? Coal shoveling zombie number four. The conductor zombie. But so can't they, wait to see that yeah. cosplay. They, they I'd love to see like the zombies sitting, just like drinking tea as one's t- like taking their tickets. Oh my god! Just getting ready to <laughs> oh break in. Yeah, and there's like a train of people just high class riding it. Yeah, zombie like, passengers. Oh, are, you, are you ready to you know eat this entire village? Oh, yeah, I, I think I'm quite prepared. Yes. yes zombies. Yeah, can I read the entertainment when you're done? Zombie <laughs> train guard throwing the zombie stowaway off. Oh my god! Get out, you bum! <laughs> Invade with a ticket like the rest of us. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So they do. People are freaking out. They're like, oh no, oh no, what do we do? We raise the track. So now the zombies running a train have a ramp into the city, and it does not bode well. Because I can't imagine that boding well for literally anyone. Not the zombies, not the people, not the train. Everyone fails in this plan. It flies off, hits the wall, explodes the wall. The train cars go flying around. They land in random parts of the city yeah. because, of course, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, zombies pour out of it. <laughs> so now you've got random train bombs of zombies, and people are freaking out because it's like, oh, today was Tuesday. Now it's D-Day. <laughs> and so, you know, the princess is freaking out. She's running away. Meanwhile, the guy's in prison, like our main hero's yeah, in prison because he stole the hearts. Which is and creepy the, and weird. Was was there any explanation with, for that? Or did we just get a smash cut of the main character in jail? They said, like, throw him in the brig or something oh, like okay. that. But he's sitting in the this, brig. For some reason, and this is the dumbest thing, Japan's and it still bothers me. A, he knows how to pick locks, which is really yeah. cool. B, these are wooden prison era Ed, or Edo era prisons, like the ones from Samurai Champloo. Well, they used all the steel building the, the, wall. <laughs> the wall, but they have steel in everything else. Even some houses are made of steel. <laughs> Make the cells out of steel, because uh-huh. he literally just as soon as the guard runs off, because zombies. I'm not sticking around to guard this guy. He reaches around. Like three seconds opens up. Oh, gee, I'm free. Whoa. Well, yeah, if you did it in front of the guard, you'd be committing yet another crime. Well, no, I'm saying make it harder for prisoners to break oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, like that was smart of him. Good yeah. for him. Wait, I just remembered too. The whole reason he was in that prison in the first place was because uh, there was one guy that didn't want to strip down for oh, the right. bite search to make sure that. Oh. They had, and uh, they were like, oh, that means he must be sick. Shoot him quick, and, and it was he like, got in the way. He's like, "No, yeah. you're not going to do that." Because by law, there's like a 24-hour waiting period, where they throw him in prison and they wait for him to turn. Oh, okay, that's reasonable. But they yeah. were like, "No, kill him anyway." But yeah, and he he was saying, "No, no, 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 no." They killed him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so this makes us feel slightly less bad when everything goes to hell. And so he's running around, and this is when you feel really bad for him because he gets bit. While he's fighting the main uh, character, oh, geez. who has the one weapon that can possibly save us from the Carbonera. The Carbonera. So is the, the rest the of the special show, of the day. The rest of the show, like a 24-hour montage of him trying to make the gun before he goes zombie. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get autoerotic in here. Oh yeah. Um, I I promise it'll make sense. <laughs> so. Typically, in this scenario, Aaron would turn into a titan. You know, anyone would get the powers of what they're fighting. Right. Yep. Not this kid. Not this He's kid. He's not playing by what, your he rules. cut off his arm? 
He needs that arm. Okay, he cuts off his foot. He need no, it's in his arm oh, and it's okay. like it's spreading it and he can feel it and spreading. So he what he does is he literally like pistons nails into his arm, stopping the blood flow temporarily. Uh-huh. Ties his neck around like gears. Uh-huh. Runs the gears. So he's like choking himself out on the verge of death to push back this zombie virus back into his arm and to make it disappear. Ew. And then he finally like releases it and he's okay. Which and he like, kills a zombie with his pike gun. Yep. Which like I'm I, confused. I don't understand the biology or science behind that. I'm just gonna call BS on that in general. But, but it was intense. It was intense. Like you thought he was gonna die and you didn't know what was happening. Oh. Like I feel like if a zombie had walked in while he was doing the choking thing, they would have been like, Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. This I'll is come back later. I had no idea. <laughs> But it's just like intense from the get go, and then you find out there's another train. Yeah, there's um, another train. And that's more where, zombies. That's, everyone's going to get on the train and it's leave an escape train. Oh, uh, yeah. escape train. Yeah. And you have to get to the train, otherwise you're going to be, you know, stuck right. in this village and all the rest of the world between these uh, villages. So is it going to become zombies. zombie steam? Sorry, a Japanese samurai steampunk zombie snowpiercer? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> much what it is. Jeez. Because. And it's like, as soon as all these places are destroyed, all you can do is stay on the train. Yep. And so it's, like, the second episode, I don't think they got on the train in the first episode. I think they're still no, running to it. they're still all trying to get to it. This okay. includes the main character and- uh, The cool chick with the razor blades. The cool chick with the razor blades. Uh, two other characters who have been hinted at being important. There was, like, a girl engineer that was just oh, there yeah, yeah, very yeah. briefly. And then uh, his buddy. Yep. But I see the girl dying. In all honesty, she's in the theme song, though. I know, but I've been I've been betrayed by theme songs before. Yeah, that's true. Terraformers, Terraformers <laughs> Revenge. Okay, Terraformers is like special, though. It is special. <laughs> yeah, that's but, a good way to put it. <laughs> but are are you going to keep watching Pasta Carbonara? Oh yeah, I want that. I want that as my entree every night. It's oh, it's so like I never thought I'd be okay with an Attack on Titan like director right. show. It is really good. Like, I mean, like, the character designs are, like, so very 90s, too. Incredibly and it's, 90s. It's, like, refreshing, almost, versus <laughs> being like, oh, they're just trying to milk that nostalgia. No, it works. It's it totally almost like works. they're Escaflone characters, if you remember. No. What, no. Nope. Very detailed, but not overly detailed. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so definitely going to keep watching Kabanari. Interesting show. I'll have to check that out. You should. Um I'm trying to think of anything else. Pasta carbonara. Uh, so I think that you're missing the elephant in the room. Yes, obviously I am. Yeah, we need to talk about Sakamoto Desuga. Which is the greatest show almost of the season. So uh, to simplify, this show is a comedy about how sexy the main character is. Sexy and smart and cool and no matter Cooler, what. Cooler. He's coolest. just like... You know, you'll knock the chair out of the way. It's okay. He'll sit on his legs. Yeah, so it's really bizarre and dumb, but basically this one guy is the coolest kid in school, okay. and everyone else in the class, well, a couple of the guys in the class are sick of him getting all the attention. So they, like, try to pull pranks on him, and then his response is to be even cooler. Is this short form? Or? No, no. It's oh a my full gosh, 24 this is minutes. Full 24 and then there minutes is, of him being cool. Yeah, and then there is just this one scene out of flipping nowhere, the bird scene. I love the bird scene. Okay, so the there's birds? like a typhoon going on. Okay. And he has this tiny little dainty umbrella, and he's just like holding it up, and it's flying, and making it fly back. He starts racing with this bird who's flying in the storm, too. Yeah, there's too. this bird who's also trying to get by and is not doing too well, because, you know, typhoon. typhoon. Yeah. And so the bird's going, and he's getting angry, and he's going too, and they keep racing back and forth. He covers the bird for a little bit. <gasps> And then the typhoon picks up, pushes the bird. He's not having that. He's getting that bird back. So he, he collapses. Up, he collapses his umbrella, chases after the thing, jumps into the river, riding debris to catch, try and catch this bird. Then he uses umbrella to ride a tornado that the bird got sucked up into. And then he reaches out, grabs the bird, and then the clouds break and the sun shines down on him, and he glides down Mary Poppins style using his umbrella and lets the bird go. And the bird flies with him the rest of the way home. Oh, okay, this is my new favorite show. <laughs> this entire oh. scene happened without context, without prompt, and without dialogue. It just he happened. He doesn't talk. 
Then he d- two doesn't scene- talk ever, or just in that no, scene. Just in that scene. Just in that scene. Okay, he does okay. talk sometimes. And then. Uh, like a scene later, everyone's cleaning up the classroom, and yep. someone's like, "Hey, look at this! I found a newspaper." And there's like a picture of the typhoon, and someone uses a magnifying glass oh to like God. look at a part of the cloud, and he's just flying <laughs> along in the storm. It's like Sakamoto, you're flying. It's like, uh, must have been someone else. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's... that's beautiful. He, I mean, I'm looking at the cover right now, and he doesn't look like the the coolest guy he looks like the guy you borrow your math notes from but it's exactly like, supposed to be that uh, it's yeah, supposed just, to be that j- way just imagine like the sleek haired anime boy with the glasses like lifting them and going that's what he looks like the, okay and, and so like, like the guy from, from exactly. Oran. And, okay. and he's n- and he's cool not in like leather jacket yeah i'm a cool dude no and then just like chill i take things he's in my own stride cold. kind of way yeah, yeah. So, some kids like threw his desk out the window and they're like oh you can come sit with me he's like nah i'm good and then he opens up the window and like sits in there with like the soccer of petals like floating in over him. He's oh like, my gosh. i can sit here oh my gosh i feel like this is just a full-length anime about that one guy from nichijo senpai <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about now. The cool one with the goat who's really weird, though. <laughs> He's really weird. I, I feel like I feel like some manga author read a whole bunch of, like, American fan fictions mm-hmm. oh about gosh. anime characters and then, like, compiled them into a comedy. Gee, wouldn't <laughs> it be cool if he did this? What if he rode a tornado to save a bird? <laughs> what if? And here we go. We have it. This is beautiful. You know what? I'm going to keep watch watching this. it. Oh, definitely. It was hysterical. It's so good. I can't wait to watch it. Also, in other anime news, last week marked the second episode in One Piece after the damn Doflamingo fight. Oh, okay. Is that finished now? The Doflamingo fight was 20 episodes oh. of the last arc. 20. Guess how long Dresarosa was? How long? Guess. Just oh, throw I, out. Wait, wasn't it like a hundred and fifty-three? It was like a hundred and thirty something. Oh, darn it! But no, that's long enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, how long was Alabasta? Was it like seventy-nine? Maybe. <laughs> and that's counting Drum Island and yeah. all the other islands yeah. included and in here it. Here I felt that the Alabasta arc was always so long. Yeah, but no. it felt long. And then you get to Dresarosa, and you cry. For me, the <laughs> longest arc, like, not like. Physically, but just the most emotionally Physically. long one was the Skytopia arc. I don't know why, yeah. but like that one dragged for me. It felt like it should have ended yeah. by then. Like the we Skytopia didn't even one. see the like four guardians until way, yeah. way later. And like I know the Eneru fight was only like four episodes. It felt yeah like it never stopped. That was a very draining arc. I can't even really explain. I can't even tell you say it was a bad arc. No. It was just draining. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they were trying to introduce a whole new world that we knew we weren't going to stay long in. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, this watermelon. Let's pull it and eat from the insides. Yeah. Quality content. <sighs> but um, so that's our new anime wrap-up. Um, there was the Kakumogoko. What was it? Uh, it was like Kuromaro or whatever. It, I watched an anime where like they built a dam and then found a cube where they were digging, and then like some robots came up and fought a samurai, and oh. somehow they managed to make all of that uninteresting. They made it uninteresting. <laughs> yes. Oh, so you're not a fan? No, a fan? I wasn't. It was really boring. You know what I'm not a fan of? Beyblade Burst. Uh, well, you're going to watch Beyblade it. Blade I'm not. Burst. No, you're going to watch it. You're going to come back how next many, week and tell us how good it is. How many Fine. Beyblade series <laughs> has there been now? Seven. Uh, Seven? I made that number up. Okay. No. <laughs> I was going to believe you. I, I was... think there's been about five. Because there's Beyblade. There's the new Beyblade with the unicorn. Beyblade Fusion? Unicorn. Beyblade Revolution. Isn't there a fusion one? Yeah, there's Beyblade Fusion. There's Bay Wheels. Oh, yeah. Where they use wheels. Okay, so there's six now. And okay. now they have Beyblade Burst. You know what I think they need to do? They need to let it rip. Rest in peace. Uh, oh, hey. no. But they're I don't not think, going to. I don't think they're going to double enough. up on it. <laughs> we need American Beyblade. Oh, my God. Yeah, we do. Which gets us to our main topic today. <laughs> Speaking of segues. The best segue. I love you forever for it. <laughs> so, if you didn't know, because we didn't know. We, we what was it Paramount? Unaware. Paramount Pictures has acquired the rights to make a live-action Beyblade movie akin to Transformers and G.I. Joe. This is what it said. It literally said, oh, because of the popularity and success of the Transformers movies and the G.I. Joe movies. And I'm sitting here thinking, who 
who wrote this memo? Who said, okay, yeah, Transformers and the G.I. Joe, clearly the next item on the list is Beyblade. It's Michael Bay. Michael <laughs> it Bay has to be it. Michael Bay directed. It has to be. I'm just wondering, what is the story even going to be? Because you can't make like a big world epic about tops. Was TMNT successful? Yeah, it was very successful. Okay, then why wasn't I'm... that the third thing on the list? Oh. That was true. <laughs> that was true. Probably because Paramount already had the rights to it, I would imagine. I thought Warner Brothers had the rights to TMNT. No. No? It, went, it was from Fox to Paramount. Oh, okay. Fox originally had the rights. Oh, right, yeah. But, um, but uh, so... So I'm expecting lots of explosions. <laughs> and I need exceptionally larger dragons. Yep. If they don't do the original Beyblade, I'm going to cry. So, yeah, we honestly have really nothing to go on. It's just a big TV determined. Yeah, it's a TBA. Yep. But what got to us be talking... To announced, that's it. ...was um, recently... Scarlett Johansson has a new picture that was revealed of the upcoming Ghost in the Shell movie. Because that hasn't been talked about for a decade. Yeah. Yeah. But now we we have an actual name actor applied to the project, so that means it's moving forward. Well, it has a release date. It's coming out next year. Okay, wow. Um, They start filming... the rumors Soon. are finally have some credence to them. Well, and they have like a whole cast. Like they have the Laughing Man cast. They have Aramaki. Oh, it's cast. the Laughing Man arc. Yeah, it's the okay. Laughing Man arc. But who knows what they're going to do with it? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, oh, the yeah. Cast here's the right cast. There. We've got Takeshi Kitano as Aramaki. Beat Takeshi. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know him, uh, Juliette Binoche as Doctor Olay. I don't know who Juliette Binoche is. No. Nope. I am very concerned because of the director. It's Spielberg, isn't it? No, no, no it's Spielberg not. is he got okay. off that project, interested okay. in it. I mean, he's he, I think he's, he's supporting it. He was he, the one that tried to get it started. He's yeah. into manga. Yeah, he's, he's into the one behind Battle into, Angel Alita. Yeah, but the director is the director of Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, it's like oh. Rupert something. Yeah, I don't remember. Rupert, that's the. <laughs> that should be just his name. Yeah, Rupert, so Rupert's enough. directing it. Rupert. And I don't really, I don't feel too great about that. I don't, I just don't know how to. Rupert Sanders. Sanders, Sanders. okay. And it's set to Bernie's release cousin. March 31st. No, it is not Bernie's cousin. Not, I don't even have to say this, not not this March 31st, because it's April. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, what year is it? But this is I don't something. Know how, I don't I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I just, I'm afraid we're gonna get another American old boy. Oh, oh, God. that was the most confusingly racist movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring it up. Have you read the manga of Old Boy? I haven't read the manga. It's very not good. <laughs> no, like it's weird because like <laughs> the movie. Sorry, the way he said that. The movie is really good because it's you know it's very edgy and dramatic and right. leaves you on the edge of your seat. Um, the manga was literally, uh, you know, the ending of the, uh, yeah. you know, he had sex with his sister and right. that was the big, <gasps> the manga is they had a class together and he forgot him. <laughs> like they were in choir together and uh, for some reason he just didn't remember who he was. Oops. And that was in like the fourth grade. I just spent the entire American one wondering no- why no one was going to use a gun. Like it doesn't make sense in an American setting. No, and like the Asian one, of course they don't have guns. Yeah. Because yeah. That's, they're, you're not supposed to. Yeah. It's yeah. illegal. But no, Josh Brolin definitely needed guns. Uh-huh. Guns. But we felt the need to bring up American and just anime adaptations in live action in general. Yeah, because they've been weird. They've because been we weird. had, like, Higurashi has a live action show coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, Terraformers. Which I think could be kind of interesting. They could. I'm excited for it. Yeah, because it's a show versus a movie, I have yeah. more hope for it. They're spending, like, they have a longer time frame to work with it. Yeah. Like, the TV sh- since it's a TV show, they don't have to try to market it as hard. No, yeah. you know, so it they can have plenty neat. of product placement if they need it. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. Which I mean, it's not. It's just something from a production standpoint. No, I know. But Sorry, I'm just imagining famous Higurashi scenes with like a Pepsi machine in the background. <laughs> it's a shiki knife. Cuts like butter. <laughs> Never dulls. <laughs> I just, I just hope that they leave in the scene where they find the KFC statue in the garbage. They have Jeez. to. Yeah, they that's, absolutely have that's to. an iconic scene. Why that's important. Hollywood, listen to our thoughts. <laughs> but, and it's so weird to like look back because we had like the list of films based off anime and manga pulled up. Yeah. And right. some of them are just a hoot because we have five Death Note movies, yeah. one of which is American, and well, it's going to be on Netflix. 
No. Yeah. Netflix, Netflix has, got the rights to Death Netflix Note. Netflix has the rights to the production of the Death Note movie. Uh, I mean, so. I, I feel like Death Note kind of works because it works in that like TV cop kind of dealy, but what at the same time. All I can think no. of is like the House of Cards Kevin Spacey playing oh my White. Gosh. You cannot tell me that wouldn't be amazing. Now, when I was a boy, we didn't have soul reapers like you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh, just him narrating to the camera how he's using the death note. That'd be I'm great. I'm going to take a potato chip and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's like, okay. it's, uh, some of these make sense. Like 20th Century Boys, super easy to make because it's based off real life characters right. and real life well, events. What? Well, what about Akira? Is that ever going to take off? Is the live action project still there the live action product's been like discussed since 2001 well, no, we have five? we have actors hooked up to it we have Kristen stewart we have um well here i can probably pull up and tell you who else they've been talking it. about the akira movie for as long as they've been talking about the halo movie that's true uh on march 20 march june 8th never mind it looks like they don't know what's going on yeah with that. see but it, it looked like they were talking about. Uh, it's just one of those like vaporware things. It's just it's talked about all the time and turns out to be nothing. But I remember they had like several people on, on the hook for. It. I guess it's just not. I can't really it, imagine Akira working for a large scale Western audience. Yeah. And that's the other issue. It doesn't that seem is. like a like the story doesn't seem. Uh, you can't really even translate it. Yeah, right. because it's like Neo Tokyo. Yeah, you know everything's about a dystopic. It's Japanese. Not it's not just Japanese. that. The structure of the plot is just not very similar to the way American blockbusters work. I mean, it hasn't stopped uh, movies before taking away the Japanese-ness That's of true. the movie itself. But, I mean, I'm not saying a movie can't be Japanese. I mean, the Speed Racer movie was great. I mean, it didn't work well in the blockbuster yeah. scene. Yeah. But, like, I feel like... It was like, a good movie. Yeah, structurally, it was very sound. The it's Wachowski... Wachowski brothers. Sisters? Uh, it's a brother and a sister. No, they both came out. Oh, okay. So is it the sisters now? Oh, sisters. wait, what? Yeah, they're both. Um, they both identify as female oh, now. Okay. Instead of just the one. All right, never mind. So now it's both. So, so Wachowski, Wachowski sisters. Siblings. Yeah. Si- siblings. Yeah. Siblings is. We'll Wachowski's. The Wachowski's. The Wachowski's. So, but yeah, no. Speed Racer was an excellent example of a. Yeah, they they found a way to f- make it fit like a blockbuster formula, yet it still had that very anime style of storytelling to it. Yeah. That music though, <laughs> that music was not good. Oh, what? It was too, too bubbly for me. All I just right. I couldn't do it. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. Best John Goodman movie though. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I totally forgot that that was him. That's weird to think about. More like a ninja. Oh, and then you have, of course, The Giver, the infamous live action movie, which I think is one of the earliest, if not, yeah, 1991. Um, the Giver was a live action American movie with Mark Hamill in it. Mark Hamill? Mark oh Hamill God. played a detective in the Giver adaptation. Beautiful. And it was, hands down, probably one of the best. Um, I'm going to pull up some images of it. Beautiful, beautiful images. The Giver movie. But I can see that working, sort of. But yeah, it's like it was essentially like Power Rangers, but R-rated. Yeah. And Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill was attached to this project. And he, he literally had like, this is Mark Hamill's character, right? Ugh, here, gross. As like a cockroach monster thing. And it just, it served literally zero purpose. It made a ton of money, which was nice. Yeah. And But the same studio that made Giver went on to make Fist of the North Star, the live action movie. You've seen that movie, right? Tell me about it. Um, It took the most bare bones elements of the uh, movie. So you have um, Kenshiro, who is played by a very white, like Christopher Lambert (laughs) knockoff, who's, you know, boss master what have you is malcolm mcdowell who dies in a flashback oh my he He literally dies in a flashback wow there were a lot of doraemon movies yeah um and it's just this terrible 
you know, they do the punching, exploding thing, and he just explodes everywhere. Terrible graphics. That just seems like a weird thing to pick. I guess it was really popular, but still. But it was during the 90s, and yeah. that's when it right. was still, like, people were trading VHS tapes of Fist of the North Star between each other. Yeah. Right. It was almost like the Double Dragon movie. Oh, my God. In that people had no idea why it was being made, just that it was being made. All those and movies, I can't help but wonder if like there's some guy in production going, oh, this is my favorite thing. We should make a movie about it. Or is it some weird fat cat business guy going, hey, this is popular overseas. Let's make it popular over here. You know, I have to wonder which one it is. I feel like it's probably the latter. Really? Yeah. Like, well, in that case, I guess that makes sense why they picked Fist of the North Star. Yeah. Because that's I'm, when it was really big, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I personally still don't understand like uh, Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z live action. Like it just it just doesn't fit as much for me. Well, then we had the America and Right. Th- that was I, the thing we found out was that we had three live action Dragon right. Ball movies. I had Multiple. no idea there were three. Multiple. One was a South Korean one, one was a Taiwanese one, and then one was American. American. And I remember trying to like find a theater where that was showing at the time and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be so exciting and looking back on it now I'm like why? <laughs> why? And it wasn't even Dragon Ball Z. It was Dragon Ball. Yeah. Right. That was like, why would you go with that story? Do you remember the weird sci-fi classrooms that didn't fit in with the rest of the movie? Yeah, I do. And like the phones and everything. Yeah. And then as soon as they leave that classroom, everything's back to 2008. Yeah. yeah. Like, why, why the time machine? It was just so bad. You know, for a long time, I've, I've always thought that Lupin the Third would make a good uh, <laughs> it would make a good American TV show. You know, in my intro to screenwriting class, I wrote a Lupin the Third American <gasps> script oh. because oh, I no had that way. exact same idea. Oh, wow. And it would. It would work perfectly. Yeah, totally. A, because it's this, you know, they go everywhere. They go to different countries all the yeah. time. Mostly European. That kind yeah. of gallivanting, comedic, uh, super heist character that's very American. Yeah. People like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So it would make a great adaptation. Yeah. But then you have, you know, Dragon Ball. You have, yeah. And this is something that will obviously come up with adaptations. You also have stuff like The Last Airbender. <laughs> <sighs> well, that wasn't like an adaptation across this ocean, though. That was just... No, but it, it, it's something... It, whitewashing is yeah. something that should True. be talked yeah. about, I mean, especially we... with Ghost in the Shell, because there are prolific Asian actresses that they could have gotten. Why for... was the Fire Nation made Indian? I don't know. Okay, it's really weird because um, M. Night Shyamalan Sh- is Indian, but he made all of the villains like... Indian, Indian and everyone who was like inherently good was slightly more white than the It was like he was putting bad. in a caste system yeah. when it didn't need to be there. But because also like the the original Fire Nation was very clearly Japan. I don't was... know what you're talking about. It was obviously Hong Kong China. <laughs> no, Which... okay. It is shaped like Japan. They're like flag and government system is set up like the boats uh, definitely Emperor don't Japan. look and like early Japanese warships <laughs> and their names and the people and just the just the skin tone uh, Japanese people tend Zuko to be Zuko is an American uh, name okay <laughs> my papa Zuko <laughs> would sit me on his lap and tell me about Granny Katara okay oh my gosh. but yeah it was super strange because I mean it's one thing to like whitewash which is terrible but like I don't even see the purpose of switching them from Japanese to it didn't make Indian. any sense and it's yeah. not like there wasn't like actors to choose from. There right. were plenty. Right. Yeah. And but no. It's, I, it's like it, you had this I idea. I can kind of see the Earth Nation being Indian in a sense. I mean, I, I don't think it'd fit, but like it right. makes more sense to turn the Earth Nation Indian than it does turn the Fire Nation Indian. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Indian ones were airbenders because they were Tibetan monks and Indian right. monks. Oh, okay. So like to it kind of, I can see where you're coming from that because I could see him definitely being. Yeah. But it's just so but, weird. I mean, if you and really feel like it's necessary to like shove an Indian something. nation, then. Yeah. And then just uh, the water tribe, just the like Katara and Sokka, who are meant to be like uh, Inuit and indigenous yeah. and like the darkest characters in the whole show. Oh, yeah. They were cardboard white kids who had never acted before in their lives. No, and they weren't even like, this was a Nick movie. Like, if they had said, here's Nickelodeon star. No, these were two kids that could have very easily been replaced by anyone yeah. else. You couldn't like, hey, even have made them hey, vaguely Russian. Movie? No, they were just like American white. Yeah. Yeah. And it was painful. And yeah. they pronounced everyone's names really strangely. 
Ong. Yeah, that's true. Like Ong. Ong. That it's like, but you have literal evidence of how it's supposed yeah. to be said. Yeah. I don't think we need to talk about this this long. I think everyone already knows no, how bad that movie was. Such a long. He wants con- to make a second one. He doesn't care. Yeah, there's a sequel he supposedly in production. Hates it, but, but he's like, I want to do it. I want to do book I two. I want to do book two. I want to do book two and book three, and you're gonna be stuck with my trilogy. Uh, but yeah. Then I, you have. I generally feel that noise. Yeah. But there are some good live action movies. Like we were watching Aroni Kenshin. That was. Oh yeah, uh, that was really was great. That American? No, it was Japanese. Okay, I was about to say because yeah. the Japanese ones, like they're more prolific and they're also a little more strange. But you know, they've got a higher rate of good turnout. Have you seen the Assassination Classroom trailer? No. In the movie? <gasps> no. Terrifying. It's terrifying. I want to see it. He's so CG. His mouth, like Ew. it's like a walking, uh, talking gross. egg yolk. Uh. Like there's no better way to explain it. And then we watched Rikio, the story of Ricky. The, I thought it was the ago. legend of Ricky. This one says the story of Ricky. Whatever. But it might as well be the legend of Ricky. It doesn't it's matter. It's a legend. Ricky. That was a Ricky. beautiful movie. It was a great movie. Find Rikio as soon as you can. But my favorite, that's one of my favorite memories of my entire life was with the Whovians. Do you remember that? Oh, they. Yeah, Aiden and I Whovians. hung out in this huge room with a huge TV and watched anime all day. And all night. And then, all day, early. And so then the Whovians would show up, like 20 Saturday. of them. And it's just like, we want to watch a new episode of Doctor Who. They would do this every week. So then one week they come in, and this person comes in, and he's like, hey, can we watch a new episode of Doctor Who? And I, and I brandished my hand at the TV and looked at him and said, I'm trying to watch Ricky. The story of Ricky, and as I say this, Ricky is shoving the uh, warden of the prison into a meat grinder, and I'm turning up the volume. <laughs> Jeez, can't you let me watch my te- my stories, and then I go back to watching it, and I just I refuse to pay them any notice, and they all sit there and wait for us to be done. Oh and God. as soon as the movie's done, we put on Shamo, <laughs> and we stay for like another hour and a half. You trolls! Oh, oh yeah! My God. If so they horrible. hadn't bothered us, we would have given it to them. There you go. But they bothered us, so they had to watch Shamo. Oh my God! And how bad was Shamo? It was so bad. It was horrible. Yeah. We were just sitting there. We were watching it out of spite. <laughs> I think that's the only way anyone could make it through Shamo. <sighs> Here, let's market something towards spiteful audiences. <laughs> Shamo! Just like a Netflix like category. It's like, hey, trying to annoy the people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. But it's such a... I don't know. I have very low hopes for Ghost in the Shell, the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's The Laughing Man, which... The Laughing Man took 20-some episodes. I feel like The Laughing Man is the most logical one for like an American movie. That's true. Because I can't really see an American audience buying the whole Ghost in the Shell world and the uh, uh, like super intelligence story. Yeah. Oh, that, with the uh, hackers and yeah, everything? Yeah. yeah. I, two, both of those things combined is a, too, a pill too large to swallow. That's but true. But if you just make it like a super hacker that's like messing with people's digital eyes, I feel like that's something that Americans can kind of get behind. Yeah. And then it'd be super easy to twist with like a government uh, like sec- uh, privacy thing. Yeah. What I don't understand is... I forgot the word privacy. <laughs> well, no, like the... <laughs> what Probably one of the most powerful episodes of that entire arc was when the human detective i forget his name togasa yeah when togasa goes to the hospital and oh. he sees the kids yeah and that was 20 minutes of like really good in-depth character development for even like the laughing man and getting more information how are we going to get like a true laughing man story because this is going to have action in it yeah, yeah. it's going to have a lot of pointless action because yeah. say what you will about the laughing man it was not an action-packed episode like series no. at all yeah and when they did put in action, it felt forced. When they introduced the uh, government forces, they were like, you can't do this anymore. We're shutting you down. Yeah, that random ending of the series where like the government showed up and mm-hmm. shot everyone for no reason. They just up and killed yep. them. Yep. But then they're obviously fine because season it two is coming. Yeah. no sense None. at all. And, like, they retired, like, the Tachkomas. Yeah. They sent them to, like, retirement homes, and they still died. There was, like, oh a giant God. military raid on the entire complex, and I, for the life of me, still can't tell you why it even happened. Yeah. And it's, like, never cut. And, like, in season two, it's never brought up again. Like, oh, you remember that time they, we were attacked? They no, gave, no, no, I don't. No. Yeah, they they gave some hand wave explanation. Oh, it was a politics thing. Everyone goes, oh, okay. And That's then they go fine. back to normal. That's it's, but fine. it's like, but my life was threatened by the country I'm protecting. I'm pretty sure it killed a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that at all. I mean, yeah, like they had a whole pachinko parlor just blow up. Yeah. 
And it's just like, okay, okay I, I that's, know. That's fine. Oh, I forgot there was a Gantz live action movie. What? Uh, did you remember there was a Cutie Honey live action movie with what? an English dub? What? Yeah. Tell they me about they this. overdubbed Cutie Honey the live action movie with probably the worst lip sync you will ever see in yeah, your life. It's pretty Worse bad. than even like old Godzilla. Did you see they're making new Godzilla? But Godzilla, like it resurgence. Be, it's supposed to be old Godzilla. It's like mm-hmm. very clearly either a puppet or a guy in a suit. Yep. It's not like overtly CGI, but they're like, it looks awesome. That's and he exciting. is confusingly tall. Confusingly <laughs> tall. And the tail. I never expected the tail to be that long. And it's all rotten, too. Yeah, and it's just neat. going everywhere. But, he's, but he has radiation what was the What was the Japanese response to the American Godzilla movie? They Probably brought sh- it back for Godzilla War of the Monsters. Or Godzilla Armageddon. No, not the old Zilla movie, the recent one. The oh, bad one. Yeah. Pretty positive, actually. Okay. I was just curious. It did really well in Japan. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, the old one was terrible, and then they, they the Japanese company bought the rights to that Zilla, yep. put him in one scene, and he was killed instantly. Oh, like, he literally throws why? him onto Australia and blows him up. Yeah, they bought the <laughs> rights to him. As one does him. in Australia. So they bought the American Godzilla just so they could kill him like a like a tosser in three minutes oh, yeah bye. just like a toss in okay, look bye. at this guy he's coming in he's coming from soccer he's dead okay just no it was bye hilarious bye. get out of here bye oh no. but i mean we've even had like black butler live action movie which i feel like will make like i didn't watch the trailer for that but i feel like it like a live action version of black butler would just highlight the weird weird relationship between I mean, sebastian how else and are you CL. gonna do it i don't know i just am still like haunted by you saying like oh yeah i've read boys love like black butler and i was like oh, this explains everything i've been reading a vaguely pedophilic manga for the longest time and what? now you have that to and look now at. i have that as a part of me, I'm just forever. surprised that I haven't seen an extremely homoerotic kids on the slope movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm. So, that's like, really. I could totally see that happening so easily. They have a dub for kids on the slope, and they literally do. It's. I watched it, and they make it like gal pals, but like best buds. Oh gal no, pals. really? No, no, that was not what that show Excuse was about. Me, I need my homoerotic undertext. <laughs> I am completely straight, but I still need my homoerotic undertext. It's, it's just totally- like. Come on. Subtext. There we go. Come on. (laughs) There's a scene where he literally eats his popsicle in one bite. (laughs) Come on. We demand it. But our, I guess our wrap-up question for today, if you could have anything adapted that you've seen into a live-action movie, what would it be and why? Okay, I'm just waiting for them to, like, keep scraping at the bottom of the barrel until they dig a hole in it and then make a good Code Geass one because that oh would God. suck. It would that be would awful. So oh, yeah. There's no way a Japanese or an American production company could make a good live-action Code Geass movie. It doesn't make sense in a movie format, but it would be hysterical. God, like, the first... That's one of those shows that had a four-parter yeah. as the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. It yeah. throws you right into the action. Yeah. And just that alone is a huge budget in and of itself. Right. Like, there's tanks and, oh, old people dying and tanks. <laughs> and tanks. And robots. But that's just, like, my joke one because I think that would be hysterical. Right, what's your serious one? Uh, My serious one, I have a... I I, for, I wasn't kidding. I do want a Kids on the Slope movie. I feel like that could work. It could. Yeah, I could feel. I could see a really melancholy, like kind of slow movie, yeah. just like between the two of them with Ka- jazz. I, I don't know. I feel like that could go along the lines of something like Hannah and Alice. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. come out at Sundance. I want to watch. Well. I want to watch Hannah Sundance. and Alice again. That was a good movie. Yeah. Okay, my joke one. So here's here's my movie pitch, guys. Okay, okay, okay. I'm ready. Turning Lucky Star into a live action film, but all of the girls are played by men in their 40s, <laughs> but they wear the wigs. Japanese the pastel Seinfeld? wigs. I would watch it. I would watch all of it. I, I, That's so I would great. Produce it. I would work on that. I would put my <laughs> life's blood into that show. Right. Just to have like. Miyuki, played by a guy with a beer belly and obvious. Played by Bruce Willis. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. Bruce Willis, you're, John Goodman. You're in charge of casting, <laughs> then. Let's do this. Let's produce this, guys. Let's make a... Yes. And your serious one. Uh, my serious one, probably... 
Uh, free. Just cause. Free? Yeah. I can free. see that being a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's literally where it would go. Disney Channel original movie, Dive Club, coming this summer. Dive Club. I, I have to say, uh, Tatami Take Galaxy, you know how obsessed I am with Tatami Galaxy. That would be an insane movie, but okay. I would love it. I don't know if it'd work. The thing is, I can see them. I could see that movie being made if it was more popular. Honestly, I could see it as a short series, like a mini series. Yeah, but I I can't see that show working as a movie. No, I, I can see that. Really? No, I can. I can oh, see. Oh, okay. Saying. Yeah, because I don't know. I feel like they'd try to focus too much on the main character, and then you would lose all of the quality content from the side characters. That's true. And just Tommy like Galaxy wouldn't work without it. So yeah. oh. I guess that's there's, one there's benefit. Of it. I'll never see a guy with a massive chin being the love god. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel so torn away. Yeah, there, there's some little like finesse things that I think anime achieves that just you can't do in live action. No. You just can't. Right. You can't. Even though they try. They, they really oh try. Oh my god, dude, they try. <laughs> like Battlefield Baseball, they try. And they succeeded. <laughs> Battlefield Baseball was a gift to mankind, Aiden. I don't okay. know what you're talking Attack about. Attack on Titan, they failed. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Battlefield yeah, Baseball is something that every man, woman, and child needs to witness. It is... <laughs> It is like a blessing to all. Is it on your final, like um, your top 100 movies you have to watch before you die? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. It was hysterical. It was funny. It was well made. It was silly. It's got, uh, uh, I forgot his name. I can't believe I forgot his name, but uh, the main character is like one of my favorite actors. Only you would stand by Battlefield <laughs> Baseball Jeez. that religiously. How could you not? No, you... I loved it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I yeah. really did. <laughs> but I would not defend it like that. I would. That movie was brilliant. I just I have no idea what this is, so I'm it, just imagining like, Japanese sandlot. Okay. So the movie opens with like a guy talking about how people dream of going to like the ultimate uh what what the is it? The or Kyoshuin yeah. baseball studio. Yeah. Film. Okay. So then uh, so it's just like a some people playing baseball, and then someone hits like a pop fly ball, and a guy jumps up to catch it, and then he explodes when he catches it. And then the rest of the movie is a bunch of people killing each other using baseball equipment while claiming that they're playing baseball. Also, Japanese George Lopez is in it. Okay. You know, now that you say it, I know exactly okay. who you're talking about. He looks like Japanese he George does. Lopez. He looks exactly like George Lopez. <laughs> it is just... He looks like George Lopez tried to do like a James Bond and disguise himself as an Asian man. It is just a weird movie, and yeah. it's perfection. Yeah, it's the whole thing is making fun of shonen tropes. Okay. Yeah. It's just a very over-the-top, extreme, like, this is how sports are played. Oh, yeah. Gosh. It's all about friendship. Friendship. Yeah. And determination. Right, exactly. Nah, yeah, you get it. I'll, I'll have to watch that and decide yeah. whether or not it is a gift to mankind. I'll, le I'll lend you my copy. Okay. I actually have it on DVD. I You've spent money on I it? I invested in it. Yeah, I got an actual imported copy. It's beautiful. Oh I also have That's Samurai wonderful. School Be a Man. That's such a great one. That be one is actually a like live action a man, version. Like be a man. No. It's based off of Tokujuko. Abano Sok something. Japanese words. It's essentially, it was a parody manga where they would have five guys fight five guys. Okay. There were no women. There oh, was yeah. like three women in the entire series. I'm used to it. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, I brought an elf into the fight. What'd you bring? Golf balls. What? And the golf ball guy wins. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> because he hits the golf balls at its eyes. Okay. Or it's like, ping pong with this deadly hawk's egg. Let's go. <laughs> and okay. it's And the movie perfectly exemplifies that because it goes through the first arc. And it's just this most insane thing you'll ever see in your life. Cause She's just like, like, hey, you're not wearing the uniform right. You have to go to detention and then make him sit in a vat of boiling oil. Mm -hmm. That is detention. And he's one of the good, like he's one of the teammates. Oh. And he's just chilling in the oil, just like, this is fine. Crispy. But my joke movie would probably have to be JoJo Part 2. Oh, gosh. Because it takes place in America. It starts in America. America. And I need to see the very homoerotic, I... like, Amazon vampires. Oh, jeez. I can... Just that Oh my gosh, I can see an American movie being made of that. Right? Like Jason Momoa and like two oh other my people. Gosh. Jason <laughs> like Momoa. The vampires that just would walking be so around. Wonderful. The Pillarman, thank yeah. you. And it's just like 
going to Italy. And you can have, like, the music playing, like, back in black when ACDC shows up and yeah. stupid stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. Um, serious one. I would say Boku no Hero Academia because I'm literally looking at it, and but that's sky high. Yeah, no. But um, <laughs> They'll just, like slightly change their features they'll just take the original copy of sky high and edit it slightly well they're just all gonna look like all might they're just gonna take all might's face and just photoshop it onto all i love it i love it i'll watch it (laughs) but um probably i really like battle angel alita and it's getting a live action one i would say something like naruto or bleach but they're getting live action movies there was i know there was a naruto stage play there is yes and the naruto live action movie is being produced by america and it's coming out next year sometime america no idea what it's going to be about or who's in it but they yeah. they have a script and a production schedule wow so we have a naruto I'm, movie i'm very coming. interested in seeing just how they achieve the wide range of hairstyles <laughs> probably i would love to see hajime no ippo as a movie because it's it's rocky that's all yeah. it is it's just yeah. rocky but <laughs> it's fisherman rocky <laughs> And like I can see like a whole series of movies the being about because they have there. you know so much there, right? Or um, I would say Great Teacher Onizuka, but it got a movie. Come on, pick yeah. one. Pick one. Pick one. Pick one. Fine. Pick if one. I had to pick one, I would pick Afro Samurai, but it has to be done like Black Dynamite. Okay. Yeah. Snaps okay, I can see that. Snaps to that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Props. And it has to have Samuel L. Jackson playing both Afro and Ninja. Yeah. Because I need to see a 60-year-old man, like, perched like Ninja, (laughs) chain-smoking with this weird Afro going on. Yeah. I will support the official release of that. Like, if they can get the original actors, like, Ron Perlman is the main bad guy, the movie makes itself. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. But there you go. box office Um, weekend. it's, It's weird to say, but next week will be... Oh, I'm sorry. We have two more episodes. So okay. next week will be our pseudo end episode, and after that we will be done. The You're gonna end. make me cry. It'll, ah. It's been two years. Two ah. years, man. We've been on this. Oh, and so next week we'll be talking about some more good stuff. Probably freaking out about high furry and pasta oh carbonara. Gosh. Yes, definitely. Probably coming back see to how the, what is this season? See how they? Uh, yeah, this we've is, got a superhero show that's doing really well. Pasta carbonara. High furry. This is the We've first bear sex. This is we the first season in like three years that hasn't been like completely disappointing. It's all just really bizarre. It it's is wonderfully bizarre. And you know what? It's given me hope. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see yes. what's coming next. <laughs> yeah. But that wraps up our show for this week. Um, don't forget to follow us on iTunes and check out our other episodes. And as always, I've been Aiden Hall. I'm Royce McCoy. I'm Daily Wilhelm. And we will. We'll see you next time. Oh, wait. Live action Naramadaikon Brothers. Oh, yes. (laughs) Naramadaikon.